0: Hi, I'm Bob Eckblad. Welcome to my podcast, Disciple. Word, Spirit, Justice, Witness. I'm here in Mannenberg, South Africa. It's a, a township of Cape Town. And I'm here with a good friend from Stockholm, um, Andreas Heden. And uh, the two of us, we've been traveling now for about 10 days or so. We started out meeting in Endola, Zambia, where we offered um, our certificate in transformational ministry at the margins to like uh, 196 uh, African, uh, you know, Zambian pastors and leaders and different people and have had an amazing time. And now we're doing the same thing here in Mannenberg, which is a colored township. And anyway, I've been talking with Andreas um, about just his own vocation. And, um, you know, he's really uh, been inspiring me just about how um, he's sort of outside the church with, you know, secular Swedes uh, who are artists. And I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit and uh, and then we'll just have a conversation.
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Andreas, like Bob said, and I uh, come from Sweden. And so I have... Uh, i'm born into like a pastor's family and everything and uh but early on i was, when i was a child i started having uh, spiritual experiences and and i was touched and uh, i would say seems like i was marked for life from early age and uh and when i was 16 i i moved uh out from my uh I mean my parents because I started studying and I would say that since I was 16 I have mainly hung out with people outside the church. So I got the friends that I started hanging out with uh, at uh, high school was people outside church and I've always felt uh, I've always been very open with my my spiritual journey and everything, and they've many. Most of my friends have been really interesting and positive, and uh, just wanted to. I mean, they accepted me as I, uh, as a spiritual person, and it's never been a like a problem for me. I've not been anxious or anything, and I don't. I don't think I've ever felt the type of pressure that I hear from other Christians uh, to kind of try to be a perfect or wonderful christian who evangelizes all the time but rather just be open uh, and share my life and my uh, with them so that's been uh i guess my that's why i'm always felt really at home uh, outside church actually in fact i felt that uh, my own spiritual journey has been so much enriched by those friendships Uh, because they helped me to, they they asked me so good questions, they they kind of uh, helped me to find the essentials uh, in what it means to be Christian, so uh, and I think that has been, it's never left me that sense, so even when I uh, became a little bit older, studied music, I met my wife and together we had a sense of Calling a missional, like a missionary type of calling. So we, uh, we, uh, as young, uh, we were in our twenties. We moved to to the city with a calling from God. Uh, we were very sure. We just went there without money or anything because we knew God called us there to do some missionary work, and and that developed into a church plant. Uh, and we, so we were kind of thrown into being church people as well. But that was not easy. My wife, she had become a Christian when we met, so she didn't have any Christian background or anything. So our church plant was her first church experience. And we were trying to 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 build the church and, and to do the I mean everything that the pastor does. But we always found it a bit, I don't know, it was difficult for us because we were not really church people but we wanted to build like a different type of church and we tried and I don't know if we failed or if it worked it worked in some sense we saw beautiful uh, things happen with people and we saw people uh, a few people come to the Lord and we saw his power uh, and so on so so but at the same time after spending 10 years there we I went to sabbatical actually to cape town where we're now but well, that was like 22 years ago something like that uh and after that we came back and uh, to sweden moved to stockholm uh and i pursued i mean studies i was hungry for studying i've always been reading the bible a lot i'm like a nerd book nerd bible nerd so I choose, but I, I, I so I, I, didn't choose to study theology, but I read other things like philosophy and what we call history of ideas in Sweden. I, I loved it because that's also I didn't need to hang out with all these Christians anymore and try to help them to fix their lives or anything. But I just met real secular Swedes. I, I mean, I was exposed to the whole uh, queer theories meeting up with queer people talking and all that so so that opened my i mean it was very very positive for me i I really liked it and i i was kind of on my way of staying in an academy and kind of i don't know working within that circles but at the same time i i also had the sense that god was calling me to do something but I was I I struggled I, I, I came back to pastoring but not really I don't know I think it was 10 years after we moved to back to Stockholm I guess something like that I really hesitantly went back to pastoring and I in my spiritual journals I write when I I mean about my life and being honest with God I I can when I look back, I see I struggled from the first day. It's like God, do you really want me here? Because my heart is outside these walls. I I would, I tried to to lead the church in a direction more towards people outside and all that. Uh, I, and I'm I'm not sure I, I managed or I, but I tried. I tried to be faithful.
0: So um, Sweden is a super secular country. Uh, Scandinavian countries really are right and so what would be um, you know sort of your average secular Swedes view of Christianity Um, you know how would they see the church and uh, and what is your typical church like
1: I mean the church is it's really minority community in Sweden it's less than I would I think it's like less than five percent maybe two percent actually go to church so most of them uh, I guess that the a secular Swede uh, would not really care about Christianity at all. I don't think they they they're not so opposed to it. I guess it's okay if someone wants to do that, but it's not really relevant or uh for them. Uh, but I, I at the same time uh. The other, the flip side, I think, of se- secular society is that the spiritual hunger uh, within uh, in, in Swedes are not. You can't cure that with secularism, so the spiritual, the hunger, is still there, but you don't. They don't really seek it in churches. And To be honest, maybe not. The average church doesn't really necess- uh, necessarily be uh, very vital and vibrant and spiritual so i think we are very much uh tainted by our, our culture as well pretty secular right not really a spiritual type of uh churches if you compare to where we are now in africa and especially in zambia uh those churches really believe in god <laughs> uh, and uh, and that's different from swedish churches so spiritually hungry people don't necessarily go to churches to get answers.
0: So, where do spiritually hungry people, uh, Swedes, like? What do they do? What what kind of? Uh, how do they pursue their spiritual growth and meet that need they have? That hunger.
1: Uh, well, I guess it. I mean, some of it is. I think they they look for something else, something more than just I don't know ordinary life. So I guess it could be in sex, I mean and drugs, uh I mean experiences that transcend and, and I mean, I don't know, touch on the deeper level. I mean some are interested in uh, other I mean spiritual traditions like Eastern spirituality and uh and things like that. So it's It's fairly big in Sweden as well. People uh, into like you know healing or yoga or other things because because if they hunger and thirst for spirituality, that's also something that I think appeals to to quite a few Swedes. And and I would say that in my circles, I didn't talk so much about that yet. But I'm a musician, and I and these are my friends there also uh view art the arts and and music as like a way to spirituality there's a strong link between i mean the creative arts and spirituality and god and all that so they might seek spirituality through music i think as well so one way to kind of transcend and reach like the deeper a deeper sense of. I don't know, deeper truth, deeper underneath the words and find their place in the I mean in in the world and in, in the universe and you get kind of I guess you you're searching for your place and um something like that. So that could be even in the arts uh uh that, that people will seek that as well, I think.
0: So you were a pastor for for a while and um, yeah. but but now you're not and you know, um, at least not in a formal way in a, in a in a church setting. Um, and can you share a little bit about just like who you're feeling led towards and, you know, and what you're seeing the spirit do and, you know, in the midst of your relationship network of artists and, and, uh, you know, your friends. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm not sure where to start but uh like I told you earlier I was pastoring but I was also struggling because I was really my heart really went out to the people outside and and uh I could remember spir- uh, spiritual experiences uh one, one experience that I had in uh when I was uh, in the UK I was studying theology at the same time as pastoring uh I remember that an instance where I saw this, like almost like a vision, uh, uh, in during prayer, I saw myself as Adam in the garden, uh, giving names to all the animals. I was kind of co-creating uh, the world, and I could kind of make up whatever funny names I wanted. That was like I was part of, I don't know putting my handprints on the earth i could create together with god and that was i knew what that was I, I had a unique set of handprints everyone's got that so i was kind of and i then i saw myself put my handprints on on creation i was kind of doing my thing and i knew that for me that was my music i wanted to i have something i'm i'm god has created me with with some a unique voice and, and and I didn't feel so much that I could express that in in church. I felt a little bit hindered. I, I needed to do other things so I really had this passion to put my handprints in on the world and I knew that and that grew and I just suffered a, a few years after that I, I sensed that the Lord released me from my pastoral calling uh, in order to pursue full-time uh my music uh, so i so I did, and uh, straight away i guess uh, i mean it's ha- i I've, I've not I've always been playing, even when I was pastoring, I did gigs every now and then, and I did have started to meet people, many of uh musicians and artists and all that, and many came from Christian backgrounds, but they left the church
0: why did they leave the church?
1: I'm not sure there was uh all sorts of different reasons, but they were uh could it could be a sense of uh they felt manipulated, it felt not uh authentic to them, it just felt like uh maybe not well thought through either. Because they were thinking people, they they were having all these questions and I didn't sense that the church discussed those things so they were kind of part of the whole deconstruction of christianity type of people most of them that i met and and the, the people that i ended up playing with and uh doing gigs with and all that they, many of them came from that background and i uh, and they knew me they they know that i came from church and they were maybe in the beginning a little little bit suspicious how could you cuz that they we were friends and we talked about all these different difficult questions and problems and things like that and and they were kind of i guess suspicious and also just curious how could you i i, I don't know how many times i've heard that how could you stay in church I mean you you see you've seen what we've seen you've seen the negative side you've seen the intolerance you've seen the uh whatever so and I was trying to I don't know talk to them uh about these things uh and and I think it worked because we we remained friends and just uh after some time everyone was started calling me the pastor because they need, I guess they sensed they needed a pastor, but I didn't really find find one in churches. And so as much as I was struggling with being a pastor in church, I never struggled with being the pastor for them because I knew what they I I, I knew what they were kind of what they meant with that. They needed someone who could, I mean, walk with them. In their struggles and and talk and pray even sometimes not always pray some of them were not really I mean on that level uh, mm-hmm. or that they didn't really pray maybe really. so so I became like the Christian the pastor among those people uh, and that's been very I, I, I love I, I still love that to be uh, their pastor,
0: and that's where you are. You're at right now. That's kind of your current reality, right? That's mainly what what where you're located.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, I mean, I would be like a, I told you about my even as a teenager when I moved to started hanging out with people outside Jordan. i very open and about my Christian faith, uh, and I I think almost all the engagements that I have now in different, with different artists and musicians and all that, they I, they want me to be part of, they want me to contribute with what I am and who I am. And the spirituality side is just, uh, they're very respectful and, and they, they are even, I don't know how to say that, they, they like this. I, I know that they're interested and they're, they they want because they they're also in search of spirituality in God, and uh, and they they know that I what I do I do as uh, some type of spiritual exercise for me music is spiritual.
0: And what what do you play? Can you sh- share a little bit about the kind of music you do and what what instruments you play? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I my main instrument is piano and uh, and keyboards. I do play some other instruments, bass and. Guitar and so on, but but my background is I I uh, is I come from like jazz and more and the more experimental type of jazz. So I, I, that's where I come from. I like uh, kind of stretching the boundaries and uh, I mean experimenting. That's where I come from. Uh, and of course, that's not really a church type of music. You can't really do it in church anyway. But that that's where I come from. So. Uh, but I've uh, the artists that I play with now is uh, often not really jazz, but they're like singer songwriters and uh, pop music, indie pop and alternative type of music with uh with a specific special interest in the more spiritual uh side of of
0: music so yeah so um you know we've been talking about just what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus in in the world and you know some of what we've been talking about just here in mannenberg today we were talking about Jesus just how he wasn't building you know like churches he wasn't a church planner he just kind of went from place to place he was mostly outside just going to right to where people are and uh like to the seashore and seeing the fishermen and, you know, calling mm-hmm. the fishermen and then moving to a village and meeting people on the road. And he's just going from place to place. And we talk about, um, this idea of word, spirit, street, you know, um, and, um, how, how do, how do people, um uh, you know, in your network who you're con- connecting with, w- how would they resonate with some of those, uh, those ideas or those values? Uh,
1: I would say almost all my friends are in the art world, the music world, has a heart for leaning towards justice and the marginalized and the poor. They, they really, I don't know why, but it just happens to be the case that uh, me talking about my faith as uh, a as, uh, Liberation from injustice, and uh, and uh, and and if I talk about Christianity as uh, Jesus's message about the kingdom is a kingdom about restoration from injustice, but also it's a uh, actually it's a war against evil and even a war against spiritual demonic evil, and and uh, uh, and I integrate that and I'm open with that to say because I mean they my friends are not turned off by talks about evil and sin and injustice and Christianity offering like salvation from that. But they're very aware of evil in the world, both injustice, but also spiritual evil. So they, they could ask me straight on, do you believe in, do you believe that there's a spiritual cosmic war going on behind the scenes of the world? And I would say, yes, I do. And that's uh, and that's that's something that is so central for at least for my friends. And uh, so when I say that I, I mean what we're doing now, coming with you teaching a course in holistic liberation, talking about uh, healing from I don't know deep hurts, traumas, but also freedom from spiritual powers, both individually and uh on a structural level and all that that makes total sense for them for them
0: so you coming from that world of just playing music with people and then also you your carpenter and then here you you come to zambia and we're in this world of this uh this kind of rural uh township of a you know on the edge of this bigger city endola with all these people coming together and everything what You know, what was that like to come from your world of just being with these secular Swedish artists and then sort of being plunged into the midst Mm -hmm. of this uh, Zambia situation and now Manenberg? What's that like for you? And how would those folks that you know, your friends, what would they think?
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking to them about that. I'm I'm starting a tour next week. In a few days, I will come back and I will come straight from Africa into that world. So uh I, I let I, I don't know but I'm sure we will talk about this a lot but for me it was uh it's I mean it shakes me again and again I mean it touches me so much to to meet those people I mean they, they're most of them are poor uh and they in the eyes of the world may not be much but when you meet them you can see they they have so much they're filled with uh i guess spirit and and they they have understood so, uh, something that we haven't and their spirituality and their life and their faith and all that that they have in god is i mean it's so challenging and it touched me so deep
0: and so what did you see um can you just describe it a little bit to people that are listening to this podcast just what you know, what did you see when you came when you flew in there and we began to work work with the people? But what touched you?
1: I guess I mean one one thing was of course there they were when I came in uh to to, to that church, <laughs> the rural church, they were just dancing and rejoicing and being really happy. Uh and then i mean just spending a few days together with them we uh, we learned that those guys had real problems deep problems in their life both personal and spiritual problems and i mean they were not having an easy life but still they had for them their christian faith really it was, i i don't know what it is it, it's so it feels genuine and it feels it really touched me that they it was so at such a natural and and easy I don't know easygoing faith. They just believed God and 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 they was they're so open. I mean, they're so open to so we're reading the Bible together with them, what it means, I mean, Christian identity, who what a, what's a human being is an image of God and all that. If you see and then you see all these beautiful African people, uh, and you see that they're they're the images of God. I mean they're, they're so beautiful. And also, I mean when we when we were praying, and we were praying for I mean healing and deliverance, I don't know, but almost everyone we prayed for got healed. And for them, that seemed so natural and and I couldn't even believe it. I I, I didn't I couldn't believe that. I mean, are you, so are you not lying to me? Or are you trying to be nice to me as a Westerner here? But I said, no, no, no. I am healed. We and so we prayed for quite some people with different physical problems and, and uh it's just mind-blowing, actually, it's mind-blowing. And and it's different from the church in Sweden. I don't really see that. Even if we believe it, we don't see it. I don't know why.
0: So now here we are in South Africa, like twenty or twenty-two years mm. after you were living here on your sabbatical, and, mm. and we're in this township. Like, how does this reality uh, striking you? And how do you think that would affect uh, you know the people that you care about your you know your artist community? And when you go back,
1: so. When we were here 20, 22 years ago, we we were invited and, and helped for and cared for by this church in this, more like the central area of Cape Town and, and I don't know if you, you guys have been here or you know that Cape Town is a beautiful city, wonderful nature and everything. So for 20 years ago when we were here, that was just a beautiful city nice people and the church we were invited to was uh, i don't know say 80 70 80 percent white and then black and colored people Uh, but we were basically as far as i remember we were more or less warned to go down to the cape flats where uh Like Mannenberg and other townships, to not go down there. Yeah, we should not go down there because we—it's dangerous and so on. And now, I'm here in Mannenberg, and uh, I mean the first, almost the first day, we're taken on a walk through Mannenberg, and that was so painful to see. I mean the, the I mean the challenges they have. Uh, I mean learning about the gangs and and. And the shootings and the problems and the and the drugs and everything. Just, I mean, that was very difficult. I mean, just to to see, and also the extreme inequality uh, in the city. I mean, there's so deep segregation, and so that was a struggle for me to just to handle. I was angry and sad at the same time, and I, yeah, this is so wrong. This is just what I felt. It's so wrong, this segregation.
0: So we've been doing Bible studies with uh, this group of, say, 30 to 40 people every day and taking them through our Certificate in Transformational Ministry at the margins, and which involves, like, really looking at Jesus, and, and we're getting uh, these glimpses of Jesus, right, that um, are pretty... Pretty amazing, pretty exciting. And what um what is it about Jesus that you think uh, are you're feeling attracted to right now and that would really draw some of your friends uh, you know, sort of more towards uh you know, towards becoming disciples? What are you seeing uh that you think would would draw them and that's drawing you?
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's about a God I mean Jesus um, demonstrating a God that really doesn't uh, does not shy away from our sin or anything I mean sometimes we believe that uh, Christianity is like a, about having bright ethical or moral standards and things like that and God God is kind of just judging and the world, and and maybe even wanted just to. he's a "I don't know. It's just something with the image of God that it's become so different when you read closely how Jesus treated people. How he almost all the time he met with the out." Alt- casts the the unclean the so called sinners uh and restore them and restore the dignity and and uh i mean just demonstrated the that, that the way uh, god is liberating the world is so different and it's so powerful, but it happens from the margins from uh the weak and the poor. I mean, blessed are the poor in spirit. And uh, I guess I, I'm, I'm just filled with those. Uh, I mean, experiences right now. We're right in the middle of it. But uh, when you see the those uh, the people we 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 read together with, they come from really tough backgrounds. I mean, really, really tough with the drugs and uh criminality and uh, I mean broken families and uh, and extreme racism and things like that but still they've they found the the good news uh, of Jesus as a liberating force for them.
0: So if your friends have, that you are in communion with communication with and you're playing music with and most of whom are not part of the church and mm-hmm. everything like what what do you think would from this world and from what you're seeing would excite them. And as you think about going back to, you know, the North country, you know, what, um, what is it that, uh, do you have any ideas about just what you're going to be carrying back there? That's going to excite you and them.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know it's for me it's uh seeing seeing the trans transform transforming power of the gospel uh, in and through the weak and the poor that really touches me so much uh, and it it reveals my own poverty and my I lack so much of what they have. I want to learn from them. I want to be more like them. And uh, so I think that my friends are a bit like me. They also kind of know that there's something wrong with this world. It shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this uh, uh, the injustices and all that. That's so wrong. So they, like me, I think they they just, uh, they long for justice, they long for the liberation of the world. And and I hope and I think that they also would, if I tell those stories, if I tell what I see and what I'm trying to, uh, what we're trying to do uh, when we do these courses, I'm sure that they could identify with the same uh, longing that I have that yes, we want to see the world transformed and uh, and uh, And this is some signs of that. It might be possible And I hope I hope and I think that this could be encouraging for them to hear as well
0: You know, we were just talking about um, John and how the gospel of John begins with uh, John the Baptist, you know, he's out there uh, way out there on the on the border between the wilderness and the land of israel and he's in the river and he's baptizing people and uh you know it says that one day he's standing with two of his disciples and he looked and he as jesus uh, was walking by and he said behold the lamb of god and uh, the two disciples heard him say this and they followed jesus right and then uh, jesus turns and sees them following him and says what are you seeking and they said rabbi um, where are you staying? And he said to them, you know, come and you'll see. Mm. And then they go and they see, and then they go and, uh, you know, uh, they tell uh, other people like uh, Andrew, um, you know, Simon Peter's brother. He um, he found Simon and said, we found the Messiah. Mm. And, uh, and then, you know, he brings him to Jesus and Jesus looked at him and says, you know, you're Simon, the son of John, you should be called Cephas which means Peter. And then it just keeps going. Uh, Jesus finds Philip and Philip, uh, you know, goes and brings Jesus to Nathanael. And I don't know, do you see yourself at all kind of as a connector of some of these people that, you know, um, pointing them to this authentic one that maybe people are looking for? Like you, you talked about authenticity hmm. and just uh, a bunch of times. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if any of this stuff resonates uh, with what you see as your calling.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I, uh, I mean, I've when I've been open to 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 my friends about uh, God and uh, my my spiritual journey, they also open up, and I I have quite a few uh, experiences just like that text in John that I meet someone and. We develop the friendship and I, I talk about Jesus and, and uh, they might, after a while, come to a place that they see that, uh, that they could actually also follow Jesus, even if they uh, don't know really where he's going and how, how that is. I mean, because they identified Jesus with maybe some strange church culture that they don't want to return to they're not interested in going back to some type of religious I don't know uh, church culture but they're interested in Jesus so i've seen uh, some friends turn back to Jesus and 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 i mean try to nav- they try to navigate the the new walk and they start identifying as christians and they find a few of my friends have found even some uh, christian church communities where they could live their christian life mostly they they kind of gravitate towards church culture that were very far from where they come from but i can understand that because uh, they, they they their walk with jesus uh are they they seek the authenticity they don't want to go back to some fake type of christianity so so they 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 find it. I especially think about one friend that was. I mean, we met for I don't know 15 years ago or something like that. And now, he's, a few years ago, he 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 really he's a so wonderful friend, and he he's so good at. I mean, just saying how it is. So he, I was really touched that he was uh, talking about me as a someone who helped him, and uh, I mean, like a spiritual. I was the pastor and now he's got uh, I mean I I I I became part of the journey for him and then he tells and then he he tells his friend or I mean so so then I start getting I mean other people start to know it and they they might see this might be a way for me as well I also could follow Jesus even if I don't know how that would look or Uh, what type of churches i could go to and all that because that's not something that i right now feel that i know how to i don't know how to connect those people to churches yeah but i i know i think i know how to connect them to jesus and to be followers of jesus so that i mean just like in the story i mean my friend his friend uh, he, he talked to his friend and his friend talks to me and we developed a Friendship, and now we like to have a spiritual kind of connection, and then it, I mean the word spreads, and uh, so now I'm in a network of a lot of people that, I mean the word and the, exp- the Christian kind of experience has spread through personal relationships. So now there is a, ne- a big network of people uh, in my circles that all, in some sense, are connected, and it's made mostly through just personal relationships.
0: So it sounds like you're like a sower and you're just sowing the seeds of the gospel like through your, you know, through your keyboard, you know, through your music, through your presence, just through you just being a shining light out there. And um, if you were to tell other people who were maybe Christians, Jesus followers, like how, how, you know, how they could be sort of in the worlds that you are in, in a way that would, you know, that wouldn't create offense, but that would actually... Enhance people's hunger and interest in Jesus. What would you tell them? First of all, just be honest be very honest. So I mean if, if people ask you
1: Say, how are you? I mean when well, I come back now next week on a tour and say, how are you? And my life is totally filled with the experience down here in Africa. I just need to tell them be honest and say, wow, I, you wouldn't believe what I saw Last week, it's crazy. It's amazing, and I'm not sure you would even believe it. But of course, they're super. They're super interested. Remember, they're friends. They're genuine friends. So just be open, and without knowing what this will lead to. You don't need to preach to them. I don't think. But just uh, I mean, be honest. That's the first thing. And don't don't hide things that you think they might think is weird, because I I, I I've. At least in my experience, it's the, mo- the the more weird things that I experience that they are interested in. Actually, that's true. So, and also be uh, be open to just do the things you talk about with them, together with them, pray for them. If they're sick, pray for them. I mean, or amen. I be open uh, and also do these things. And uh, an offer to, I don't know. Maybe they also, maybe they're sick, or maybe they have some problems. But when you talk about that, just pray for them, and uh, and don't be so. Because uh, I'm, like you said, i like feel a sower. I'm not sure what everything I do, what I would lead to, but just try to be a, a blessing, even if you don't think you uh, have everything all together and and you feel like me, so inadequate, and I have so many flaws and and problems, but still just trust, I guess, that whatever you have can be a blessing to them and just give it away. That's what I say. Be honest and just give away whatever you
0: have. Wow. Thank you, Andreas. It's really inspiring to uh, to talk to you and to be your friend and to and just to have this conversation and um, I hope we can have another one
1: yeah